Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My podcasts often deal with distressing situations which are not suitable for children and some adults for that matter. Some of what I discuss may trigger uncomfortable emotions. If that does occur... Please reach out to Lifeline, Beyond Blue or any other support service or person you feel comfortable with. Please keep in mind that there's always two sides, sometimes more, to every story. My guests provide their recollection of an event or incident, sharing their thoughts and their emotions, but it's theirs. Not everybody will agree with them. I never want to tell any guest what to say or what not to say. So there will always be others that see it differently, and I understand that. Hello, I'm Narelle Fraser. I was a cop with Victoria Police for 27 years, 15 of those as a detective, having dealt with all types of crime, from a stolen bicycle to a stolen life. I witnessed the effect crime has on those involved and became one of those victims myself in 2012 when I was diagnosed with PTSD. However, out of adversity comes other opportunities like this, my own podcast. I'm still pinching myself. Thanks for listening and coming with me as we explore the human side and impact of crime. She never wanted to see me look that way that I did that day. She said the life that I normally had in my face was gone. As promised, today is part two of Helen's story. I hope you're all okay after last week's episode. Just remember that no matter how bad things may appear, they will get better. And if anyone is proof of that, it's Helen. You really wonder how anyone could come back after what Helen had endured. Thanks. And I think it's, it's, it's also, you know, an incident like that, the exponential impact, um, you know, the police, the ambulance, the doctors, the nurses, it, it, and I know that there was a nurse from that hospital that never went back to work after that day. And that's the ones you know of, Helen. I would think it's a... A bit yeah. like some traumatic incidents that I've been to. I know that there were people that never went back to policing either, um, but they uh, uh, and the people that I know that never went back to policing after a particularly traumatic incident I was involved in, 
they never told anybody. They just didn't go back. They mm-hmm. were just so traumatised. Hey, Helen, how old was, if you don't mind saying, how old was the little girl? Eleven. She was 11 years old at the time and I'd known her since she was one. Okay, and you obviously knew the mum as well? Yeah, the mum was a cleaner at the school um, uh, where all the children went and so, yeah, I'd known her that whole time. Um, I mean, we weren't friends, but we just knew each other. And do we know what happened to the mum? You said that she was arrested and she was was taken to hospital. Uh, What happened to her? Um, She was arrested. She, um, well, yeah, we arrested her and she was taken to hospital and she was charged with murder and those charges were dropped under the Mental Health Act and... Uh, she was in a mental health hospital for two years and released and I actually came face-to-face with her five years ago and I had a meltdown again <laughs> that day. Wonderful. Yeah. And I was just lucky I was holding my grandson at the time because I'd hate to think what I would have done if he wasn't in my arms. And luckily I had a friend that worked close by and um, and I went I went into her because I just could not believe what I saw and as you can imagine, everything just came back that day. I can't imagine, Helen. Hmm, it was pretty hard. So she never actually went to court and she never, it was never a criminal matter, so to speak. And she's now, yeah, living in community. Don't quite know where to go with that because... No, it was a big source of anger for me for quite a while because as a mother of a daughter, whereas any parent would, I guess, relate to, you just cannot comprehend how you would do that to a child and someone so young and, and such a funky little personality that she had. And then... You know, I guess we all have our own views on, I guess the word is punishment. And um, I I was angry. (laughs) I was angry um, because I'd done everything right that day and so had my partner and had it all recorded. And it was just something that I could never understand. I still can't understand it. I... I understand that she was mentally unwell, but at some stage, surely, you've got to take into consideration what she took away and, you know, she took away a life. You know, and both of us, we understand about mental health. We've both been there and suffered, Mm. you know, because of it, but I don't know where that excuse or that reason stops and somebody being responsible for what they've done. I, I don't, the line is is so blurred. I, I sort of don't know where to go with it. No, and it is a very blurred line. And I actually wonder if it happened today, if that same result would occur given, you know, things that have happened since that time. But, um yeah, it's one of those things where I, I guess, it, and it's also part of, you know, the process is 
also having to own what it is that, that you can change and what you can manage and, and what is out of your control. Um, and that was out of my control and what I needed to focus on was that my partner and I did the best we could that day, even if, you know, we couldn't save her, which is another element of policing because everybody's taught as a police officer, you know, a major part of your role, as you know, Norelle, is to resolve situations, whether it's a neighbourhood dispute or a traffic accident, and then the human element kicks in. And as much as you get trained to compartmentalise, a day like that, there's no, you can't compartmentalise. Well, I couldn't anyway. Um, and you just can't resolve it and you become a human being. But how could you? There, I hear what you're saying about and what the psychs would say, the professionals, about compartmentalising things, but there is certain situations that you would never, ever be able to compartmentalise, no matter how good you were. Mm. And I don't know how you could ever uh, do that with, with that um, with that situation you were faced with. Helen, there's a, a couple of things there that I am just, it was like, what? And that was the fact that you applied for leave without pay and it was not approved. Mm. What on God's earth would be justification for leave without pay if that is not um, approved? Um. I can't remember, to be honest with you, at that time. I can't. I just knew I needed a break, um, and I can't remember. Uh, I, like my bosses knew my history of the incident, but I can't remember the circumstances of of the leave being declined. But I guess you know I just. Um, in essence, I mean, I guess sometimes I just look at it and I go, sometimes you know that's the way life's meant to go. So, sorry, Helen, you're making you're making excuses for a a situation. I am. It makes me so angry, uh, and I think the listeners would feel the same. Uh, it is almost uncontrollable. Like that is unforgivable that somebody could read a report or listen to uh, what has happened to you and not give you leave without pay. I, I just, I cannot get that through my head. That is unforgivable. It was, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not making excuses, but I guess it was five years after the event. Look, I don't, yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I don't hold any grudges and I guess I say that because the the friendships and the camaraderie of the people that I worked with and and even today those that are, are still a huge part of my life um, is a positive and I think as you know in our brief contact I just like to focus on, on the positive aspects and I don't know if today the same decision would be made. At the time, PTSD was still, I don't know, maybe the word's new, not really understood, um, not like today. And I think today the decision would be different. I'd hope it would be different, that we'd learn 
to look after people better and and maybe delve in into it a bit more because it's not so easy for someone to say give me 12 months off because basically my mind is really shit and I want to sort myself out because then you put yourself you know well are you capable of doing your job well yeah I was really capable of doing my job I won three awards in three years um, because the hyperactivity and the hypervigilance kicks in but I just you know for someone to actually document that number one and to be honest enough and maintain your role is a difficult one because I still don't think it's accepted that if I actually honestly went to my boss and said that that I would I'm not sure that you know that sometimes you'd maintain it um, you know and, and say you know my mind's really crap but having said that I think that honesty is the only way forward um, I had to be honest about everything in my journey personally and professionally with my children with fuck-ups that I'd made decisions I'd made and I know I made some bad choices and bad decisions and and accepting that and part of that is but that's being human as well and there is no manual to life there is no manual to and like you're saying EMDR is one treatment and there's other treatments that suit other people like I hate medication it doesn't sit well with me didn't want to go near medication and everyone's different so there is no manual but I just believe in that positive aspect and and just helping people through it because it's one person that makes all that difference and that's all it takes and just that little bit of understanding and actually sitting down and actually listening to what someone's got to say not telling them what you think you're hearing but listening to their words and that makes the difference it it, yeah it certainly does and I will I will try and take your advice about positivity Uh, (laughs) and I'll try and rid myself (laughs) um, of of my anger on your behalf. Um, Were you you offered any time off uh, after this incident? No. Simple word, no. Yep, I'm speechless. Yep, no. um, So I went to work the next day. I did my statement with my partner um, for the detectives and um, and then I had two rusted days off and I came back on to a week of night work and that's what I did. So I, I got a phone call from the what was called then the human services officer, which was a psychologist the, that day, which to be honest, just pissed me off because I was told I had to talk to them, which is fine and it's procedure and and you do need to have those conversations. I'm not arguing with that whatsoever. Mm. But when I picked up the phone on the other end of the line, I was asked um, if I I was okay. That was the lead-in to the conversation. Um, And... 
I can tell you now I had a hundred different swear words coming out a hundred different ways, but they didn't come out mm. because my mind was saying, well, you can't be fucking serious. Um, and um, I wasn't okay and I thought I couldn't believe a trained professional was asking me that. But anyway, so now I wasn't offered any time off and I had to fight to get counselling support, which on one occasion I was asked to go and work on the Daniel Morecambe investigation and I was concerned reading all those documents about whether or not I'd cope professionally and I didn't want to not do my job and do it to a professional standard that was required because of the importance of the case and it took probably two months for me to get a response to have, um, I guess, psychological counselling support provided to me Um, and I had to literally fight for that. And then when I did apply to work cover, at that time you had six months, would you believe, to submit a work cover application and I think I was a couple of weeks late. And again, I had to fight tooth and nail for them to accept my work cover application because I'd just gone beyond the six-month deadline. And for some people, PTSD doesn't kick in sometimes till you might go to another incident and then get triggered or even, you know, a couple of years later. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anna. So I know it was, it was a bit of a, um, <laughs> a struggle in a sense. Oh, I'd be putting it mildly. Uh, I'm very rarely speechless, Helen, but... Um, I think sometimes my mum used to say to me, if you can't say something nice about somebody, don't say anything at all. So mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to hold back, but I think <laughs> everybody listening would be doing the same as me, shaking my head in disbelief. As you say, I would hope that we have come a lot further with accepting mental health issues and mental illness Mm. because that is uh, despicable. Anyway, now can I just start? Well, there was one saying my dad taught me, Narelle, and I've carried it with me this whole time, and that one saying was simply, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Yep, yep. And don't ask me how many times I've played that through my head. (laughs) In those days where I didn't want to get out and I didn't want to get going or, I, you know, that was what I kept saying to myself. So, yeah. And then you just got to, I think, sometime, and I think now that I am where I am um, and I find it I find it exhausting and sometimes in regards to the negative view or the way that it's, voiced about PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and and depression and anxiety and all that those words encompass, which it it is. There's no doubt about that. But I decided that PTSD meant perseverance, tenacity, strength and determination because those are the traits and the attributes that every single person with PTSD demonstrates every single day. Because that's what you do every day that you get out of bed, every day you go to work, every day you get on with it with that massive weighty feeling and, you know, all that crap where you feel like you're right up on the top of the mountain in the fog and you just can't see your way through it. But you get up every day and everyone gets up and they push us through it. And, um, and it's led me to where I am today. I actually really love what you uh, what PTSD stands for in in your world. I love it because it's a positive mindset rather than mm. um, as you say post traumatic stress. You know that's all very negative. So what you're talking about about perseverance, strength, etc. Yeah, I love it, Helen. Um, could I just ask how is this? This little girl was your daughter's friend. How has your daughter managed since then? I imagine it affected her terribly, but can you just give us a bit of an Mm. insight into how your daughter is now or how she was then? Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of her. She's now in the Air Force um, and she's doing good. But um, it has impacted her quite significantly. It was 
it's a, a memory that day was um, she actually rang me when I was at the house and I'd just spoken to the father and, and told him that she probably wouldn't make it. And she rang me as I was walking to go back to the ambulance and she said, oh, mum, a bird's hit the window and it's fallen on the driveway and I don't know what to do with it. I'm not sure if it's dead or not. And I remember saying to her, you know, I can't talk to you right now. I'll have to talk to you later. <laughs> and she always said, and she and she said to me then, she knew something was wrong because she was waiting for me to yell and scream at her about why she wasn't at school. <laughs> um, and, the, and my voice. Um, she was in the room that day when I told the kids Ebony had lost her fight. Uh, and she has said to me that she, when she saw me, she never wanted to see me look that way that I did that day um, or the life. She said the life that I normally had in my face was gone and it just wasn't mum to her. And uh, apparently I came home that afternoon and after I got back from the police station and checked on her, apparently I ran for over an hour, which I don't do. I'm not a runner. I'm a swimmer. She didn't sleep. She wouldn't sleep with her window open till she was 16 because she said to me it was she went through a time where she questioned a mother had murdered her daughter and that unstabled her and the trust in, in people. So she didn't feel safe and secure for a long time and she um, she was a source of strength to me and was amazing. Both my kids were amazing to me and we got amazing friendships. But she went through her own tough time, but um, I'm very proud of her. And she's also been honest in, in facing that and supported me 100%. Yeah, I, I think um, being honest with the way you feel is... Uh, it, it can only be a good thing rather than um, ignoring or trying to put that sort of stuff away. I think um, honesty, uh, there's a lot to be said for honesty. Um, could I just, just one other thing about the day and then we might just um, finish off with uh, where you're at these days, but the timeline on that day, can I just get this right, that you got the call at 6, eight, you started at 6, you got the call not long after you started, but then yep. you went to the house, you um, tried to help the young girl, arrested the mum, you go to the, um, the hospital and then you come back and then you go out to the school to tell the kids about their little friend. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then you go back, uh, you eventually get home and... Uh, and so that that was the day, like what was that, 10, 12 hours that you were uh, going and is that right? Um, I think I got home about 4.30. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it was about 10 and a half hours maybe, yeah. So 
you know, that happiness that you said you've found and, uh, mm. you know, you're probably the best you've ever been. Just tell us a little bit about, I think it's incredible, the app that you are devising or um, setting up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I guess one thing that always, like, I guess I say to people and it always it's like a reminder to people as well that when you're physically hurt, you'll go to a doctor, you'll go and get surgery, you'll go to a physio, you'll do all the treatment, you'll get the exercise, like you'll heal and you'll make yourself better. But when it's a mental injury, we don't do that and we don't talk about it. And one of the hardest things that I know personally to do is to, and I know there's so many great funky groups popping up and resources out there that are encouraging people, but to start that conversation is one of the most difficult things you've got to do. Um, and sometimes you've got to repeat it and you don't want to, like if you go back and get help. So I thought... It was actually, funnily enough, it was Chris, Chris Hemsworth, you know, and it was his app and his exercise app and, and doing all this um, different stuff and he had his team around him and I just thought and, you know, and how popular it was and I thought if we had something that we could have a conversation with and use it in our own privacy, we're not talking to anyone, we're just venting ourselves and, and, and starting to create a chronology of either incidents or events and emotions. And then when we want to, we can share it with somebody, mm. um, whether it be a psychologist or a friend or family, that that would be the start of the conversation and make it easier for people to get help professional help because whilst you can there's a lot of things you can do yourself positivity and mentally and self-care like all those things of shifting your mindset to being positive mm. um, work and shifting the focus as well and so that's what the the concept of the app that I came up with 12 months ago mm. I was actually in, in Adelaide on a holiday and I penciled it down and then I spoke to Adelaide, I ended up getting in touch with Adelaide University and um, it became part of a thesis for the students to see if it could work and um, they're just finishing it off as part of their studies in computer science and it does work. And so my hope is that... Um, it can finish being developed and not only help people to start the conversation and to use as a mental tool to heal like you do physically but also for research purposes and to gather more understanding about what people are going through. Anything that would help us uh, that have been diagnosed with a mental illness and having to continually go over and talk about what it is that's got us to that point, anything that would help that I would think would be uh, so beneficial because I don't know how many professionals I had to go to from work for work cover mm. and tell them 
time and time again mm. what had happened. So anything uh, that – but that is just a fantastic, fantastic, brilliant idea, Helen. And just one other thing, uh, and, and also how could you one never – how could one never forget – uh, anything that had to do with Chris Hemsworth, like you've, <laughs> you've got to get him to, yeah, isn't he? <laughs> you've got to get him to uh, support your app, I think. And just before we, just before we finish, uh, mental mentor. I'd like to work out with him, Narelle. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, set, settle down. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, in just finishing, uh, mental mentor, how do people find you and what are you going to help them with? Um, So I'm just completing my accreditation as a life coach and I want to, the focus of it is I really want to be a support mentor and coach to people who have been impacted by PTSD and trauma. I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a counsellor, but I'm someone that completely understands PTSD and, you know, life coaching is used for career or, you know, decision-making things and health and well-being. And I, I am starting this career journey, I guess you call it, to help others to unpack and put together, you know, together, and I mean together, positive strategies and and options, you know, and to make, create a discipline, a positive focus discipline to move forward and as a part of the whole picture to get better Mm. and to get their happy space back. And if I can help one person do that, it would make me really happy. And so I've set up a Facebook page called The the Mental Mentor because that's what I wanted to do. I want to mentor you mentally. Mm. And I'm also on Instagram and I have a, a website uh, that is called the mental mentor one dot square dot site. And uh, you can make appointments there. And, um, and it's all very confidential and interactive and a trusting, honest, helpful space. Well, Helen, I can only say what a perfect person you are for that. So I don't know how, how, oh, boy, that uh, that was an incredible what you've been through, Helen. I suppose I'm sorry that you had to experience what you did, but there's so many people better off out there for having listened to today's podcast, and I know there'll be many out there who were fortunate to have you by their side at the worst time of their lives, uh, particularly uh, that little girl. Um, she passed away knowing that you were there to protect her and you were really there for her last breath. So she would never forget that. Thank you doesn't seem anywhere near enough, but thank you. Mm. Oh, no, I think that was the one positive for me that I was there for her that day and, um, you never know what each day brings, do you? So I just hope that um, those that do have, you know, a mental trauma or PTSD just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel or there's sunshine and happiness. You can beat it. 
you can, Helen, and I think we are testament to that. So, mm. so thank you again. Not a problem. Thanks, Narelle. Hey, it's Narelle here again. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the podcasts as much as we enjoy putting them together. But to make sure you never miss an episode of Narelle Fraser Interviews, hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and even a review. And please share it with all your friends too. And again, thanks for joining us. We have got some amazing stories to tell. So thanks again. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.